Today in the Retire ASAP show, we're going to talk about the metaverse and what's going on with technology and maybe the positive stuff in the future. It's time for the Retire ASAP podcast. Here's your host, Taylor Fike. Welcome to the Retire ASAP show, where our goal is to get you free from work as soon as possible. My name is Taylor Fike, and with me, my co-host, Brad Fike, fresh back from the sunny state of Florida. Very crowded state of Florida. Very Very crowded. Very expensive state of Florida. Well, it's because everyone's working virtually. They can go on vacation, but still be at work at the same time. I have to say, this is the first time I was down at the beach, and I, you know, over the years, going to the same place, you get to know a few people. How many... How many of the younger crew that are there with their families and the husband or the wife aren't on the beach? And you go, where are they? Oh, they're up and they're working. So they're working virtually while they're on vacation. Why spend a vacation day when you can work for eight hours with a beach view and then after that eight hours is over, enjoy the vacation part of it? I like it. I'm only jealous that they didn't have that around when I was 20. Yeah. And instead, you just, you're just going to the beach and you don't have to worry about work. That's what we're here for. No, nah, I just sit there and watch everybody else do their work. <laughs> That hasn't always been the case. No, that's true. Well, welcome home. I mean, uh, Ohio isn't exactly as sunny as Florida, but we're getting there. We're heading in that direction. And you came back to pretty much the same dark, dreary stuff that was going on in the world before you left. Well, absolutely. I tried to block it. I hardly had the TV. The only time I had the TV on for three weeks was to watch the basketball tournaments. Which was uh, quite the upset year in March Madness, that's oh, yeah. for sure. And Kansas. I was 50% right. Yeah. In the end, a number one seed won, but how many had to fall before the only one left made it to uh, the end? It was, uh, you know, it's one of those things that if you can't predict a small 64-team bracket, you can't predict the stock market. You mean if I can't predict 64 teams, I can't predict tens of thousands of companies across the entire world? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so anybody that tells you they can, there's, screw them, because I'm going to tell you the basketball tournament is like impossible. Well, ESPN does like a million-dollar giveaway for the perfect bracket or whatever. Yeah. How would they ever put a million dollars on the line if they didn't know the statistics of how small of a chance that actually is? I actually took my bracket and did stuff that I thought would not work, and in the end, I had Duke and Kansas in the final. Now, Duke didn't quite make it. Kansas did, but I was looking at other stuff, you know, other teams, uh, Villanova, Gonzaga, everybody thought they were going to be there, at Mm -hmm. least one or the other. And it just blows you away how at the beginning you go, well, this team's really been on fire. There's no way they're not going to be there. And then in the end, you go, they weren't there. And so I tried to spin the whole thing backwards. It didn't help me working my way to the final, but I got a little closer than I would if I used common sense. Boy, this sounds like a lesson in diversification, except you can't diversify your, no. your bracket. I guess you could have lots of different brackets with diversified setups, and maybe one of them wins. I don't know if that's That sounds like, like a good cheer way. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, what we're going to talk about a little bit today is not March Madness, even though that seems to be the hot topic right now. But what we're going to talk about today is the metaverse. Well, actually, just really technology in general, because I think... If we start looking at the world from the eyeballs of the news media or the eyeballs of just seems to be what goes on when you have just small talk conversation with people, it's, oh, this war that's going on in Ukraine, it's terrible, which I agree, it's terrible. Or, oh, the stock market just isn't doing very good this year. Or, oh, interest rates are on the rise and inflation is awful and blah, blah. There's all these so many negative things that are going on right now. Maybe we need to focus on what might be positive in our future. 
And so um, the metaverse has been this talked about thing. It, it comes in with the whole world of cryptocurrencies and having an uh, unregulated um, online status that can be something that is just, it's just new and different. Um, have you heard much about the metaverse at all? Well, my taking, I know a little bit about it to be dangerous, very little, but I, I know a little bit because remember, I'm, I'm a boomer here, so this is off take for me, but uh, it all started with, uh, is it Facebook? It's now Meta. Isn't yeah. that their name? Yeah, they And they're the gearing up for the Metaverse world, but uh, I understand it's a fantasy world online. That's, that's how I would describe it in simple terms. It's kind of how it feels. So I was reading an article by Capital Group, which is a, a money manager that we use for some of our clients in their portfolios. They say um, the metaverse is an incredibly immersive and expansive digital world in which people can interact, transact, play games, attend concerts, watch movies, meet coworkers in a virtual office, and engage in other activities through a user-created avatar. All that to say, you create a digital person, and then you live in a digital world, and you can experience that in some ways, you know, the Ready Player One, if you ever read that book back in the day, or you watched the movie that came out, it's you put on your VR mask, and you are now in a different world virtually. Your physical body's here, but there's something going on in this digital world. That may be the long fantasy world end game, you know, that might happen there. But I think there's some other things that can be a part of that. And I think it's really interesting when they say in that definition, you know, play games or attend concerts or watch movies together in this digital world. It's actually a really interesting idea um, when it comes to what the future might look like for technology. Well, I think it's pretty cool. Wasn't there a game you guys used to play that uh, where pe- you you people would sleep and go to work and what was that? The Sims. Yeah. So isn't that kind of a, a pre a pre meta? Yeah. Essentially, yeah. You had control of an avatar being your character, your sim. And it was a simulator of life. You, you know, time you could fast forward it or slow it down or whatever you wanted to do. And there was rules that, you know, apply to the game. But essentially, yeah, you're raising a family or you're being a single person pursuing a career in this video game. And yeah, it was it was always a lot of fun as a kid because you could build your dream house in there and you could be a lawyer and then change your career to a professional, you know, athlete or something like that. You could always just do whatever you wanted there. And maybe that's kind of the idea of the metaverse. But I think it's just interesting because there are applications to this. We find ourselves, and at least I find my generation a lot, looking, and I'll hold my phone up here, looking down at their phone hours upon hours a day. You can see how much they average. Apple has all kinds of data on you, and you can look it up on your own phone. How much screen time do you average a day? Could be two, three, four hours a day that you average, whether it's just looking at a text message or surfing social media or doing your online banking, whatever it is, there's a lot of time spent in the digital world already. Now, we're physically outside of it, but our mind is in there. So it's an interesting application to see what that might look like for the future there. Yeah, it seems uh, to an old schooler a little disastrous in the world, but I, I do think that there's probably a some kind of a relief from the escape of the crap of the world, which mm-hmm. is where you started out, how deep sure. and dark and ugly things are. And if there is a meta world where there is a whole escape, I can go virtual reality and live into a whole different world. It sounds wacky, but it is an escape point. And uh, maybe that's how people are going to be able to cope with all the crap going on anymore. Uh, I, I should say, the crap is going on, but the media exemplifies it. How many times have I said that? Yeah, they always, they like to get your headlines, that's for sure. But I think one thing I was reading about in another article was there was a fashion week 
in one of these online metaverse worlds, right? So it's a virtual reality. You have a person in there. They had a fashion week where they were selling NFTs, so they're called non, non-fungible tokens, which is basically digital assets, something that you can put your name on, and there's a registry that shows that you own this asset. There was stuff by Gucci and like other high-end fashion places that are selling digital clothes for your digital person, and you can buy and own that, and because you own it as an NFT, you can resell that digital clothing or whatever to another digital person if you'd like. Now, that is an interesting world. Now you're starting to create a whole new economy within a grand economy. That's just That stuff blows my mind. Yeah, because I, I was reading something about, this isn't reality yet, but it's, you know, this is the dream of it, mm-hmm. is that you can actually own real estate in the in the cities or wherever the, yep. the metaverse is. You can own buildings. You can charge rent for people to live. <laughs> it's actually a whole world that you can live in. Now, what the problem is, will any will there be people that will just live it and never escape it? Yeah, I mean, can you think of that one? That would be a little scary. And oh. I, I don't know, you've probably never watched this. This is more of a younger generation. So any of our younger listeners might have uh, watched this. There's a series on Netflix called Black Mirror. And it's all about how technology can be twisted and manipulated in a negative way. So it looks at the dark side of technology. Okay. Right? And they talk about some of this stuff. One, I remember watching an episode on social media where your entire life was based off of what your social media rating was. So if you have a good interaction with somebody, they could give you five stars. If you have a bad interaction, you could get one star. Well, whether or not you get a certain job or go into a certain you know building or be a part of a certain group, you had to have a certain star ranking based off of how many reviews you got. Wow. Talk about the darkness of that because now you're <laughs> including and excluding people based off of their social media popularity. Crazy. And so, but they have all they're all one-off episodes of just different things like that. And there's there's stuff on the metaverse in there of like what would it look like if you were just a part of a only online world where you live in a small, you know, eight by eight apartment. You sit in your chair, you order your food in or whatever. Maybe you have some sort of medical setup so you don't have to eat. And all you do is put on your VR mask and you live 24 seven in this world. And when you turn off your VR mask, you sleep and you turn it back on. When you wake up, you just live there. That could be a dark, dark place. That's just too, that's too whack for me. To but I don't see that ever coming to be I, in existence. I, I, I just because anybody could. I, I think the, the thing about online and metaverse and things like that, I think humans will naturally find their, their tension. There will be times where we go too digital, right? And maybe that's kind of where we're heading right now. But just like the markets or just like anything in life, we'll have some sort of backslide. There'll be a problem with all that. So we go backwards, you know, take five steps forward, three steps back, and we're trying to find that centerpiece. So yeah, I don't think we'll ever get to 100 steps forward and get locked into the digital world. But I wonder what it's going to look like over the next 10, 20, 30 years. There's going to be a lot of things where you and I, what if we no longer, I mean, you have an iWatch, but what if we no longer carry cell phones? What if now we have contact lenses that has everything we need and we have some sort of ear implant that has everything we need to call people or communicate with people and then our contact lens, we can read our text messages or how crazy would all that stuff be? That would be a part of this metaverse thing because we can immerse ourselves in a digital world, but yet still experience all kinds of different things in life. Yeah. And was that you telling me that, uh, I don't know if it was NFT purchases of like paintings and stuff. Oh, yeah. Like when you go into this world, you actually have an economic system like we were talking earlier. Mm-hmm. And that just blows me away because now, and I believe what I read sometimes or they're looking at Bitcoin would be another uh, coin that could be used as the monetary system in a metaverse. So if I'm in there and I go, oh, I want to buy this 
300 acres so I can farm Mm -hmm. in the metaverse, I got to use Bitcoin to sell it to whoever that already owns it. Yeah. And so now it becomes a complete world within a world, but if you can put it that way, but it, it just, that blows me away more because it's like, what a fun game that would be. However, you're using real money in the game. It's mm-hmm. not play money like Monopoly would be, right? <laughs> right, exactly. I just, that's what's cool about it, I you, think. You can earn or spend money that is real-world money in a place that is all done digitally. So what I want to know is if you go bankrupt, do they kick you out? <laughs> that's a good question. I'm sure every play, every different... This guy screwed everybody. He went bankrupt. He doesn't pay anybody back. Get him out of here. Well, I think of uh, my son, uh, Ollie, has just been getting into Lego movies. I don't know if you've ever watched any of them, Dad, but they're no. uh, they're quite interesting. But the one Lego movie has different universes, okay? So as the Lego character, and it's actually pretty interesting animation because they have the Legos, but they're actually animated characters. But he travels from different universes. So he'll go to a country western universe, and it has all the country western rules to it. Or he goes to some unicorn rainbow land or whatever and it has different rules there and every single universe has its own rules i think that's kind of how the metaverse will work you can go to one universe and you have to follow the rules to be in this one whether it means you have to pay to be there you have to act a certain way you have to play a certain role and then you can go to another one have a completely different experience and completely different character if you even wanted um but that would be it's a it's a whole different i like the western thing you, oh, you're getting shootouts little, but not die a little yellowstone john wayne type action oh, right? yeah we're gonna have a shootout <laughs> at the okay corral and when you die you just get, go to another universe you just create a new character and uh, start all over this could be pretty fun actually. <laughs> I think so. but you're not kidding because here's a here's a piece of the article from capital group there's many independent websites with a metaverse focus including sandbox which was founded in 2012 and Decentraland, so like decentralized, but Decentraland. Okay. And the and Decentraland no was government? launched three years ago. Yeah, pretty much. Users of these sites are already buying virtual land, virtual houses, virtual artwork, and they often use cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin, Ethereum, Cardano, and Solana. So they are doing this stuff on the blockchain, and that's the interesting piece of all this is that. We, we joke about, at least I've joked about, these NFTs where people will buy the monkey pictures, the, these like cartoon monkey pictures, and they'll spend thousands to hundreds of thousands, even millions of dollars to buy this piece of art, and they say they own this art. But then the joke, the meme, the joke online is that, well, I could just copy and paste that picture somewhere, and what are you going to do? Arrest me? You're going to sue me? Like, the, How do you ever track all the people that have access to that? But what, what the real NFT experiences and what these guys are talking about is stuff like this. I can now own property in a different economy that has value that people can buy. Now, we've talked about this as well, is that does cryptocurrency or any of these NFTs really have true value that backs it? Hard asset value. They don't show profits. Maybe they have some demand in certain places, but it's not a major mainstream demand across the world. So is it really there yet as to where it's like, hey, we need to get invested in these types of things? Probably not if you're a normal investor. Now, if you like to roll the dice and play high risk, you can certainly roll the dice on a lot of this stuff. But I'm going to guess many, many things that are valuable now in the metaverse won't be valuable in five or 10 years because there will be a whole new outfit of those types of things. Yeah, and technology is going to change. Now, there is one way to invest with this, you know. Well, I was just... Hey, that's a good... Tran- you and me were on the same Go wavelength. ahead. You roll with it. Well, I'm just going to say that Capital Group starts their whole article on these different acquisitions that have happened in in this year. I think it's just this year. It might be in the last two years alone. 
Microsoft bought Activision. Uh, that was a big one. That was a big one. So Microsoft, a tech company, buys another tech company, which is a video game company. That really, it was for $75 billion. Oh, it was huge. Yeah. Right? So then you got that. You have Sony, um, which another tech company, buying Bungie, which is a game design company. And then you have, let's see, there was another one in here. Zynga, Z-Y-N-G-A, which they're known for their Farmville franchise. They sold. So between those three different mergers, $85 billion was spent to purchase those three different companies. And the question is why? Well, I think because tech companies are gearing themselves up to create something that is a digital world for people to find entertainment in. Now, it may not be, like I said, as far down the road there. So then what is it for individual investors that makes that special, I guess, is the question. Well, you can go into the world and play the game, Mm -hmm. but using real money, which would be digital money. So I could see a value possibly for digital coins, whether it be Bitcoin or Ethereum or whatever, the 30 some coins that are available out there. And then, uh, but but I think the real value to an advisor or an investment advisor like us would be, we need to own stock in the companies that are creating all this. Right. And those are growth stocks. Tech stocks are, for the most part, growth stocks. Absolutely. And these are the companies that are going to have a little higher roller coaster ride than anybody else. But over the long run, if this is true fact, which it, it is at this point in time, mm-hmm. Metaverse may not be yet, but they're going somewhere with it. And they probably aren't sure exactly what that's going to look like, but they're creating what they think would be it. But Time will tell and people will merge that to be what it's going to be right in the future. So I say as an old boomer here, somebody that doesn't really get tech. And I would say this to any young uh, millennial or even younger than that. If there is there something anybody younger than millennial Gen Z is the next up in Gen Z's, then uh, I would say you need to invest in the actual companies that have assets and own Microsoft. I'm not saying that you have to own those companies, but you know, own get in that realm of growth stocks that are top tech companies that are that are in, on the top of this. Yeah, they're sure. making money from other avenues. Right. This is just a whole new created pillar for them. Absolutely. So if you think about this, you know, you got your Metas, which is Facebook. You got your Googles and your Microsofts and all those that are out there playing in this ball game right now. If you think about the metaphor of a tree, right? Buying the NFTs. Or the, or the cryptocurrencies or whatever they might be is similar to buying the end of a branch or even a leaf. You're buying a small part of a much larger, bigger moving thing, right? So you can buy Bitcoin and you can buy, you know, whatever NFT, whether it's a piece of art or a piece of digital real estate or whatever it is. And that has potential to grow substantially, It also has the potential to blow off of the tree, right? The leaf that could fall off or a branch that could break. Limb dies. It's a small piece with no real foundation. Or you could buy the trunk of the tree being the larger growth company that's underlying that has the assets and the profits and the things that have proven to keep them around for decades at this point in the tech world. Now, does does the trunk of the tree grow extremely fast? It's a little bit slower, right? It doesn't grow as fast as a leaf. It doesn't multiply its size over one season. But what it does is it is a good, sturdy foundation, right? So that's the way you could look at this. 
Now, the younger crowd, the Z, the, the millennials and the Gen Zs, we like to take that kind of risk because we see $10 turning into $10,000 and we see $5,000 turning into a million dollars. We hear those stories about people our age that are doing that. But the reality is, is that something that everyone is going to experience? No, it can't. Otherwise, everyone would be so rich, they wouldn't know what to do with it. Those are small stories in the big grand scheme of things. Right. And I'd like to say to those Gen Zs and those millennials, while you're out there playing that game, I'll be out in the yard with the rake, raking up those broken sticks. (laughs) And I'll love every minute because the trunk's still going. The trunk's still going, baby. Yeah. But I mean, that's true. The growth stocks are the things that, you know, you can build a portfolio around. Now, don't get me wrong. There are big trees that fall in the woods, right? Well, there's risk with all everything, right? There's risk with all of it. And it it doesn't miss this metaphor. There's ginormous trees that one storm blows through and it knocks down a tree that you thought was going to be there forever, right? So it doesn't mean that it's risk free to invest in the growth company. It just means that there is a, there is less risk investing in something like that than it is these smaller pieces that are just getting started up. Right. I get And I, so you can participate. It's a great analogy, by the way. Oh, thank you. I actually came up with it on the fly. Did, three in the morning? or <laughs> Yeah, this is a three in the morning <laughs> thought, probably, I honestly. Um, yeah, I love it. But the idea there is that if you want to participate in this metaverse stuff, it doesn't mean that you have to take exorbitant amounts of risk. You can do it with a good diversified portfolio. And what we're experiencing with a lot of our clients this year is they may be getting a little uncomfortable with what the markets are doing. They're like, man, my portfolio has been going up and down and feels like it's been going down a lot this year. And there is, there's growing pains that are coming with some of the economy stuff, with the inflation, with the war and all kinds of stuff like that. But when you think of the future and what the next decade looks like for these large companies that are getting involved in this, if you think that 10 years from now, they're going to be smaller and worth less money than what they are today, you have to be crazy. Right, The idea is there. Now, which companies will be the ones that profit the most? I don't know. So we don't want to just buy one and just put all of our eggs in one basket. Right. But we do want to have that experience where you go, I want to be a part of this because whether or not I believe digital real estate is going to take off, there's a chance it does. And I don't want to miss the boat if it does. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I, I, you know, I think that in that realm, if you're looking as an investor to make sure I don't miss out on this because, you know, FOMO is a big thing in the investment world. Absolutely. And so, you know, you got to get a diversified portfolio with a lot of different stocks and that be mutual funds or ETFs or whatever you're buying, but make sure there's a basket of stuff in that universe. Get right. that in that hey, I get it. That are in any realm, but in the tech world, or even if you're not in the tech world, you know, everybody's going to benefit from it. You've got banks that are going to benefit from that world, and, and it just trickles on all over the place. So you still need to diversify by asset type. You still need to diversify by having lots of different stocks. At, depending on age, you're still going to need probably some bonds in that portfolio. Sure. So these are things that doesn't change the core value of investing, right? That's been right. going on for 100 years. Mm-hmm. But it does give you hope in certain areas that you can say, look, I'm young. I'm only take a little more risk. I'm not going to get stupid and go out and buy one or two or five different companies and hope that they're just going to continue to tear the world up because I'm pretty sure that not all five of those are going to. I mean, I'm just not picking any specific, but that's just how it is. And I don't think that's ever going to change, but it does give you hope in long-term investing. When the world is beating us down, when right? the world which is, is where we started in this conversation. Exactly. There is hope for the future, whether whether the news media wants to claim it or not. 
we're likely going to be here tomorrow and the next day and the next day. And this is the direction things are going. And it sounds kind of cool to me. It sounds like technology is going to be a really interesting way to interact with each other for the next 50 years. It's going to change a lot. But here's here's my thinking is that in the end, are, are we supporting a, you know, a crypto portfolio? Not really, because I don't think there's any basis to it. We've talked about this many times on the podcast. There is no real foundation for the value of those things other than right now the supply and demand and people are playing that game not knowing what the true value of it will end up being so i'm not saying get into these high risk things but i am saying you can participate in the growth of that world without taking that type of risk and that's really the the whole grand scheme of what we've been trying to teach everybody is that sticking to the fundamentals of investing you know owning stocks diversifying your portfolio rebalancing on a regular basis those types of things are extremely important, but not taking exorbitant risk and diving into the hot thing that's going on right now, but still being able to experience what that might create for a company is, is going to be the way that you can build a good, solid retirement for yourself. Yeah, I totally agree. And I, I don't think it changes anything that we've been doing here. It just gives us a, a little different perspective on things and you'll look for different things. But the other key is, you got to find some good money managers out there that get all that, that yes. understand that, that are analyzing that today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Capital Group does a great job of it. And I'm not plugging them here, but I'm just saying they do a great job of having people that specifically work in that arena. That article was written by a couple guys. It was mm-hmm. actually a podcast, I think, originally yeah. by a couple guys that that is their job at Capital Group. Now, yeah. if you're into that kind of stuff, what a great job that would be. It would be fun. You're, because you're now you're paid. looking, you're trying to figure it all out. And you're big enough. You're a big enough company that you can get to the CEOs and to the high ends of these companies that are thinking like that mm-hmm. and get and pick their brains. Yeah, get direct information. Or you and I, the average guy or anybody listening to this, you're not getting in to see the CEO unless you know him personally. Right. You're not going to find out what's going on in their heads. But if you're a, a, a mega money manager with trillions of dollars under management, they're going to talk to you. Right. Well, and that's the interesting thing. It's It's getting that information from those places, but also not just buying into the hype. Like what you say, you have to find a money manager that does the work and decides, hey, these are the rules we're going to play by. This is what we're going to build our portfolio around. Long-term views, owning quality companies with good management teams, those types of conversations. Well, how are you going to do that? You have to get your feet in the door and talk to these people, get the information, and then produce that information into something that turns into investment returns. And so, yeah, you got to find the right people to build that portfolio for you. Maybe that's you as an individual. Maybe you're a do-it-yourselfer and you like to dig deep into the online articles and get a hold of different sorts of things that you feel are valuable to you and your portfolio. But for the majority of people, you need somebody that's going to do that for you. And that's that's why we exist, you know. So Fike Advisors, we're taking on new clients. If you're interested in signing up um, and just getting a little bit more information, you can head over to our website, fikeadvisors.com, which is updated, by the way. I, don't think, I saw that. I don't think I, I, like I announced it. that on here yet. You haven't. So we I got like a, new and up, a new updated website with some different pictures and a little bit more of a different format. But the, the same thing applies with every podcast. There's a schedule now button in that top right corner. So if you want to schedule a free appointment with Brad or myself, you just want to talk on the phone or stop in the office if you're local or whatever it is, you can get on our website, schedule now, set something up that's convenient for you and fits our schedule, and we'll sit down and talk about your financial situation. Do you need to build a better portfolio? Do you need to start talking about planning your income because you're getting ready to retire? Whatever it is, we can start our conversation and it doesn't cost you a dime. 
Now, from there, we can decide what our next steps are. But definitely go over to FikeAdvisors.com, click the Schedule Now button, get yourself in the office or get a a phone appointment scheduled, and we can start moving forward with you and what you want to do with your investments, whether that be get it into something that's a little bit more high risk, like some metaverse type of stuff, which is probably not, or building a good diversified portfolio. Yeah, I think uh, I'm going to look into this metaverse for financial yo guy. Oh, boy. I think he could probably be a star in that world. Well, just think, you could create your own cryptocurrency and call them Brad Bucks. Yeah. And then you could charge people regular dollars to buy your Brad Bucks, and you could just get rich off of it. And then I could just be financial yo guy well, with you, Brad Bucks. You could have your own yoga studio and everything there. For all your financial I don't want to do the yoga. I tried that. It hurt myself. Well, no. It's a digital avatar. Oh, well, I can. my avatar can do the it's yoga. That's right. You can oh. tie your avatar into a pretzel. So here's the question. We're going deep now. Oh, boy. If, if my avatar is on a treadmill for an hour, does that count for me? I, it can count in the digital world. Do you think in the, do you think someday that that will actually be able to hook stuff up to you? And when your avatar is running on the treadmill and lifting all the weights that your muscles actually start it growing the body and you lose weight. of you running and you're yes. not actually doing And you're anything. not actually doing anything but sitting with your feet up in the air. Now this is now I'm going to, I'm going probably 40 years into this. I'm now. saying this is starting to sound a little dangerous. Pretty soon <laughs> we're all just going to have headsets on strapped to a chair for the rest of our lives making a digital life, not a regular it's life. Basically a robotic world at that <laughs> That's point. That's a scary world I want. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know if I want to be a part of that one. Uh, I won't be around to see that. I was going to say, you might be long gone by the time that's around. I was too hard on myself in my 20s. I won't make it that long. <laughs> well, anyway, any final thoughts there, Brad, on the metaverse or Brad Bucks or no, anything? No, I think uh, our point was taken that uh, stay positive, the world's ugly, uh, pray for Ukrainian people and the whole country as it's, uh, it's a sad state over there, and I hope that they get that resolved but keep in mind that uh, we as Americans uh, just need to support them. And uh, there's plenty of places where you can send money over to help them rebuild that country. Someday when this ends, it'll need to be rebuilt. So let's all be pers- supportive. Uh, but prayer uh, can do a lot right now. So that's all I can really say today. But let's stay positive in the world because there's lots of exciting things happening, even though it doesn't sound like it. Yeah, this is only one small exciting thing that's coming over the future. There's tons of other things going on. And constantly you should be looking for those positive things going on, whether it's in your local community or across the world. So thanks for joining us this week. We will be back in a couple weeks with another episode. If you um, want to share our podcast, it's free, obviously. Share it with family and friends. Give us a rating. Uh, Put us on Facebook, whatever it is for you. Just share this with somebody who you think would get some benefit out of it because we're trying to share all this good, positive energy with everybody around us. So. All right, we'll see you guys in the next episode. Investment advisory services provided by Fike Advisors, LLC. Information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Please consult a professional before taking any action. Information is obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed.